Hi, and welcome to the Women of Power Hour show. I'm very excited today because waiting behind the scenes, she's really raring to come onto the show today, is a friend of mine and colleague and mentor and practitioner, spiritual teacher, leader, all sorts of so many beautiful, um, beautiful things that Robin uh Robin Rice Olmsted is. I can't just describe her in one way. She's the effervescence, a life force. Um, she brings her joy and her wisdom and her love to everything that she does. And she does everything that she does with so much commitment and conviction and her energy and intention are amazing. Robin is an agape licensed spiritual practitioner and a religious science uh, licensed practitioner. And she is a counselor and a coach. And she works with couples together with her husband, Reverend Gil Olmsted. They create this beautiful um, energetic field for people to feel safe in, uh, especially those that are, are getting married or have been married. And her work has led her on an amazing journey. She's collaborated with uh, master teachers such as Michael Bernard Beckwith and Eric Mysal and Marianne Williamson and she enjoys working with youth and, and adults and always provides a space for a deepening of self-awareness and personal growth. I'm just very blessed to know Robin and that she is here right now. She also has a show here on, on New Thought Media Network, Rocking the Love. We're going to talk about this. And Robin is an expert on relationships, I would say. <laughs> wow. Welcome, Robin, to the Women of Power Power Show. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Wow. And so great to hear about me. I, Isn't it? It's really it? something when you listen to like everything. It's like, wow. You know, it's great. Thank you. I'm oh, so I know I, I I hear I hear you when when you hear it back, it's kind of like, did have am I really am I doing all of this? Are you doing all yes, you are, you're doing yeah. it all. And I didn't even share all of it. You know, I just picked out the pieces that I am aware of and I know, and you really are doing incredible things because I know that whatever you do, you put your heart into and you you just, all oh, the lights just gone past you. That's beautiful. And you really commit to what you're doing. What is that? What is that for you? How you always have the energy and the enthusiasm to, to go with your yes and really go for it. And people around you really feel it. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's such a great question. Um, so, so what, what I hear you asking me is how do you, how do you really live into your yes? Yeah, right? that's it. How do you really I live into your yes? You know, it's I don't I don't know that I've ever really thought about it, but the first thing that came to my head when you said that was, well, I never like no. I I mean, you know, I guess as a child and growing up, I just I didn't like no, I didn't believe in no. If somebody said, You can't do that, that would be the first thing that I would do. Ah. You know, so and a lot of it come came from that point. I think uh, somewhere, somewhere in my twenties or thirties, I probably mellowed out a, a little bit on that. It wasn't like I had to prove everybody wrong. Mm. It was more like I, I just had to really decide what was mine to do, you know? And I, I think <clears throat> one of my passions is really, um, be, combining the creative, creative part of me with everything I do. Yeah, because a long time ago I made a decision um, that life was too short and that I should I should only do what I want to do, and so I had to figure out a way to make that work. You know, being creative, and I think really when for the most part, if I'm really doing what I want to do, or I'm in service, it's not me, and I'm not tired. You mm. know. I love that. I love that as a gauge because we're kind of driven by this subconscious belief system and idea that 
we've got to do it all in order to succeed or achieve or be recognized as being okay even or enough yeah I think that's such a beautiful what how you've just put it it just f- flips it around that that life is short and we can really really choose and if it doesn't feel good don't do it do, do fears crop up for you with that well I think sometimes I find my you know my challenge has been saying no and I'll find myself in a situation that I'm like how did I get here and I know usually I get here because you know, I start to explain to somebody how to do it. And they're like, wait, what, how, what, what, it, but, and I'm like, Oh, I'll do it. Just forget it. I'll do it because I know I can just get it done or that's my belief. And then I find myself in the middle of it and I'm like, why did I say I'd do this? I don't want to, you know, or yeah. it's not getting done. It keeps moving down my to-do list or, you know, I'm procrastinating. And I think so, you know, it's like, I, I, what's popping into my head is the, um, I don't know if you ever saw the Billy Crystal movie where oh, the with, meaning of life, where he's like, what's, Oh, uh, I, I love Billy Crystal. I, I can't okay, think of it. I'm writing it down here. The meaning of life. <laughs> but he's like, no, that's, that's what it, in, in it, they ask him, you know, what's the meaning of life? And he's like, meaning of life is all right here. And, ah. and what I don't, it, yeah. Anyway, the meaning of life to me is, I mean, on some level, it's really figuring out that, you know, that it is all about us because there is only one of us here. Right. right. And so, and, and because, because of that it's like, it's not about engaging, <laughs> it's not about engaging with everybody, but really being true to yourself and honest with yourself. And I don't know, for me, that, that, I think being honest with myself over the years has been a lot of work, you know, because there was a stage at, the, at which I would do things, you know, because I wanted people to like me or, you know, because I wanted them to see what I could do or because I wanted, you know, and it's like, I don't really have any of those reasons anymore. I mean, other than to inspire people to be more of themselves, you know, but it's not about me. And, and yet so, it's all about me. <laughs> it's not about you and it's all about and 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 so that's the ripple that you are, you know, you're you're rippling that out. And I hear that's that's really from a from the divine feminine. It's like we're used to hearing it as a as a very frantic message of having to to succeed in order to be to be liked and I love it that you're saying no it really is about me it really now is about me and then it can be about you because Mm me is you and so once you're in that place you know that you're serving yourself first yeah yeah absolutely so I'm really I'm going to go straight into this here first of all I just want to before I go into it I'm just going to welcome on Sean is here Welcome, Sean, to the Women of Power Hour (laughs) with Robin Rice Olmsted, who is here sharing about her experience as um, a a spiritual practitioner and coach and so much more, show host and um, Creative. and creative. There we go. Because this is the piece. It's that weaving in of the creativity and everything that you do. And, and how do you, how do you harmonize this? How do you harmonize bringing the creative in, in within the structure, within the strategy or is there no strategy? Um, I I think on some level there is, but I think for me, it's not so much how do I harmonize it as if it was any other way, it would be dissonant for me. Okay. Because I mean, to me, I mean, I've, I have been a creative since I was born, you know, whether it was music, dancing, singing, acting, painting, it didn't matter. And, and I always felt like it went hand in hand with everything else. I mean, that, that's why I call myself 
an artivist because I feel like I'm an artist and an activist. What what did you just I say? Love, I, I love it, artivist. Yes. Yeah, because that's that's who I am. I mean, I'm I'm passionate about life and about you know things that are alive, and it's all alive, you know. And so I, I have to, for me, it has to be commingled. Like I I don't understand. I don't I don't really understand separate. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And for, it feels like you're saying you're in the flow and we have to find that way to live in the flow. So it doesn't become about a balancing act or a, or harmonizing. It's it simply is this is the way it is and this is the way you live. Yeah. And I think it doesn't have to be that way for everybody, but I think everybody can feel the way to what's right for them. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think that, you know, so much of, so much of this journey is really about um, being still and connected and, and, and honest with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. About, what makes us happy? Really noticing what, you know, when do we get excited? When do we get lit up? When are we, when when do we feel connected? Mm -hmm. You know, when are we the most connected to spirit or ourselves or the universe or whatever? However you look at it, you know, those moments where you're like, oh, that, I feel good. That was good. You know, and that that for me, that's a that's a that's a like my life, the spiritual connection and being having that awareness and surrendering surrendering to the unknown which can be very scary especially when we're in in situations in our lives or phases of our lives where we want to have it all mapped out we want to have the plan we want to have like the destination has to be clear and we have to know how to get it's a very kind of mechanical way of living which it's a success driven kind of lifestyle, which for me feels very um, pressurizing. Yeah. Because life doesn't work. Life doesn't work in a linear way, in that way. Life right. will throw in what we call curveballs, and that's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't like to generalize, but I mean, when, when we're talking about the feminine energy and just, you know, the feminine, the woman power, I feel like so much of us as so many of us as women, we have that motherly quality of wanting to hold it all together. Right. You know? And so right. it's finding the balance to all that and, yeah, really being able to live into it and not lose yourself. And also holding it all together for ourselves in fear that if we if we let that go, that everything will fall apart. So we're not even giving ourselves permission just to to be uh to surrender and have faith that we don't have to even hold ourselves together because there's something else happening that's always loving us. Yeah. And I think that, you know, over the last, I'm making it up, but I'm going to say 50, 60 years, you know, it's been quite the roller coaster ride for women's rights and women's empowerment. And am I, you know, the divine feminine, flowy feminine woman, or am I the, you know, Hell no, we won't go, you know, stand up, start, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people trying to figure out what they do and women's equality and what does that look like? And, and you know, fortunately, I mean, I, I think that a lot of us have gotten kind of tripped up on the way of, you know, trying trying to fit into places where we don't. It, it isn't really our passion, which is yeah. why you find so many women go in their forties or so going back and starting something new now. Cause they're like, I've been a lawyer for 30 years, but I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That's not what I needed. I wanted to be, I want to, you know, whatever, be a gardener. 
Yeah. So it, it's an interesting balance. It's an interesting journey. And it's this whole, I, th I think this is really interesting because yeah, 50, you know, even a hundred years ago where here in the UK, Emily Pankhurst was tying herself to the railings to get the votes for women in, in 1918. And women were going in and out of prison and they were, it's like, yeah, we're, you know, this is what we're doing. We don't care. We're going to do it because we want the vote. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, they really, they were using their bodies to say, use my body for this, you know, for, for this, for women's rights. And, and then kind of at the same time, I was just writing about this here in, you know, or not here, but in America, we have this transcendental movement that's happening with, New thoughts, women who are really using their minds and consciousness to make these shifts for healing um, without actually having to run around and, and be these activators, different kind of. So it's like, yeah, there are so many ways that we can show up as this power or tapping into it. And yet it's about being conscious of what feels good for us and not copying because there's that pressure of having to yeah. thinking, Oh, well, they're doing that. So I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, it, no matter who you are or what level you're at, you still have those moments of, you know, insecurity or am I doing it the right way? Or should I be doing something else? You know, yeah. it's just a different level. I, yeah. So one area, one thing that I'm really interested in also is your work with couples and relationship work, your relationship mentor and teacher and coach, and you help people to see themselves in the other. And I think this is so powerful because it takes away that whole blame culture where we're looking at our partners and saying, you did this, you did that, you fix that, and I'll be okay. This is like, you did this, you did that, I'll fix it, and I'll be okay. She's <laughs> <Which> easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not. It's, it's not necessarily fun. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> no, there's nowhere to hide and nowhere to run. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think, you know, when you're, well, one of the reasons we started doing that kind of work was because we realized with people with weddings is there's, you know, this whole thing about the bride's day, the bride's day, the bride's day. It's like, yeah, I know that, you know, culturally, of course, going back hundreds of years, it was the bride's day and she was, you know, getting <laughs> sold off into the, um, yeah. The rest of the family. <laughs> yeah. So she had this one day, you know, to drink it up. But um, it's really, it's so not true anymore because we're really talking about a whole different partnership. And so what we realized was, you know, if it, it starts, that's where it starts because we work with a lot of couples who the, 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 the husband and I'm, and we worked with all sex couples, but for, purpose of this conversation i'm just talking whoever male and male, male and male and female or masculine and feminine um the husband would be like oh whatever you want whatever you want oh it's okay whatever you want you know and then somewhere down the line <laughs> the woman would be upset that he could never tell her what he wanted okay you know and it's like so we started th thinking well kind of how you do your wedding is how you'll do your life you know, because it, it's just opening up that space to really, you know, what do you want? You're creating your whole life together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, you know, it's not set in stone that it looks one way and, you know, person A goes out to make the money and person B does the cooking and the cleaning and the, it's not that anymore, you know, and it's really, you know, hopefully when we find our our partners, our matches, we're finding somebody that's going to hold our vision and walk with us into our dreams and support us and, you know, be that space that you really know is anchoring, you know, anchoring. Yes. 
So yes. it became really apparent that it's, it, you know, in some ways it's almost like you have to going into a relationship, you have to be willing to learn a whole different language, you know, because we've all grown up in different places and ways. And, you know, like I remember my husband being like, what the mayonnaise goes on this side of the refrigerator. I was like, why? Why that don't that that wasn't a rule in my household. Yeah. You know? But in his household, things were very organized and compartmentalized. And so he always knows, you know, where they go. And I was like, okay, because I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <Throw> <laughs> <it in. laughs> the mayonnaise goes where it fits. I don't know. <laughs> I'll find it when I need it. You know, so and then and then finding that balance because then somebody's got somebody's got to move, somebody's got to change uh, yeah. you know, to learn how to make it work together. Yeah, so, you know, and it's not wrong. None of it's wrong. It's just we've all grown up with different, you know, parents. Well, different I I kind of worked out. Well, I didn't, it, it wasn't rocket science, but I kind of I I realized because when we we've recently got married and it's like a whole change. And what struck me is there's me, my parents, my inner child, Jason, his parents, and his inner child. So there are eight of us in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, it's I right. need to find, not only find you in this, I need to, I want to find me in this and, and be centered in this, that it's, that it's, that it, that it, that I I connect with the wholeness of me, and that's the the anchor point, isn't it? For me, that's the anchor point to to be with the wholeness of me first, and then all the others can just kind of well, they'll do their own thing, but <laughs> just <laughs> well, and I think also in new thought or in any kind of when you're doing any kind of spiritual work, growth work you're also, things are moving and shifting within you. Yeah. So the, the me you are right now, I mean, you know, you mm. come home and you have new tools, you know, and it's like, it's so great to be doing the work together. If you have a partner that, you know, because yeah. there's, there's just different ways to move through it, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's funny. Eight of you is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. And so I'm loving all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've you've had a shift in a good way where, you know, being with Reverend Gill and then having this, this opportunity for him to be working and ministering in a whole different place and you being on a plane to meet him and him coming to you on a plane, it's like, How's that really been, Robin? How how's that been? How is it? Um, well, okay. So my husband recently took a job and is living two hours away by plane, and it's interesting. I think I don't know. I'm making this up, but I mean, I think because we've been married for 20 years now. I think it's so different. Like I, I look at this and if this had happened, you know, our five years or 10 year mark, I would have been like, why didn't you answer the phone? Who are you talking to? You know, I would have wanted, what do you want to go to lunch with? Why weren't you? And like, now, now I'm like, did you have a good day? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a whole different level. I mean, I see for both of us, like that things that would have been the issue 10 years ago are not the issue. Right. You know, we miss each other and, um, you know, there's, there's certain things that are kind of unsaid commitments, like connecting every day, you know, and talking on the phone. But I think really, again, back to people, our vision and our goal, his vision has been to have his own church again for a oh. long time. And so, you know, when this opportunity came up, it's like, I just knew that it was the right place for him to be. 
Sorry. And I trusted, I trust that at the right time I'll be there. We, we also knew just with our family, because we live with our family, that it wasn't the right time for both of us to move. Okay. So, so it's been, you know, um, it's been interesting. It's, you know, sometimes it's playful. Sometimes, you know, there's a part of me, I will, I will say, honestly, as um, a woman, romantic woman, you know, there's a part of me that I want, sometimes I'm like, I just want to get off the plane and I want to have a whole plan and there'll be rose petals here and he'll take me to a dinner at some new place, you know, and, and I'll get off the plane and be like, are you hungry? Where do you want to eat? <laughs> you know, so there, there's my, there's still my inner voice that has the realized yeah. version of, yeah. But and I do yeah. I say to him, you know, next time, Maybe you could think about where we go eat or whatever. I mean, it's just everything's everything feels like so it's, it's such a different um for lack of a better word, I'm gonna say value. It's like right. at the end of the day, that's not really the important thing. The important thing is how how he feels, how he's happy, how I'm happy and how how it's working. And that we know, I mean, right now the system is okay, you know forever it won't be okay i mean there's definitely times when he's like i really wish you were here but yeah. then we, i know there's other times too where we talk more because we're not together right if i was there he'd be too tired to tell me about what went on at work but because i'm not there he can tell me you know different in a different way so I, again i really think it's like it's but it's so it's again laura it's so much about being anchored in knowing who you are and what you need, you know? And the communication piece also. Yes. Having that open channel of conscious communication with yourself, with him. And I think that's probably that why now, 20 years, you've been together, it's working in year 10, in year, year eight, maybe it wouldn't, because that's a level of maturity, of, of emotional intelligence and spiritual maturity to be able to shift gear in that way and for it to, at right now, be okay. That takes a lot of, um, I think, a foundation of trust. I don't mean trusting in each other. I mean trusting that you can communicate in the same way and keep that level of grace um as the as the bedrock as your of your relationship yeah and i think you know again it's everybody's it's everybody's own inside job you know there's yeah. things that i know i've been saying to him for 20 years you know like well, when we have an argument or something i'll be like gil I'm on your team. Mm -hmm. I love you. I'm here. I'm not trying to do anything to you. Right. And whatever that is that, you know, lives inside of him that has that doubt and fear and worry about somebody. It's like, you know, even now he'll say, yeah, yeah, you're on my team. Yeah. 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 And, he, and whether he believes it or not, it's still, at least it's way it's making its way in there, you know? Yeah. Cause I think so many, so much of the time we, we end up in these relationships and then, you know, people can't figure out why they're there, you know, why they're there and how to, how to <laughs> remove themselves. Yeah. And how, or how to get to the real, to the real reason why they're there yeah. <laughs> to whatever they thought they loved in the first place. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm just very inspired by you and Reverend Gill and what you're doing and how you're role modeling this. You really are. You're role modeling this to, to yourself, to each other and to, um, to your communities and your friends and families that, that the work that you've, the, the seeds that you've planted and the work, or I won't call it work, but the consciousness that you have has is allowing this to really unfold in a in a in a way where you are growing 
And um, because I know when you first, when it first happened, you've, you've, you've been away quite a lot and done things and it's like, oh, okay. It's like, like you've had a spark of, I don't know, just it's that um, long distance thing. Distance makes the heart grow fonder, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's, it is, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to just, you know, fly in and see each other. And fly out. (laughs) Fly out. I mean, it's, and you know, it's not, I don't want to say it like it's, it's even bad, but it's, it also just creates a spaciousness um, to be able to do things in a different way. I mean, he doesn't have to ask me. I don't have to ask him or we don't have to check schedules on some things, you know, like he can just say to somebody, yeah, sure. I'll go bike riding with you. And I can just say, sure. I'll go out to dinner with you. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, I don't know, it, but if it's, I don't know. It's healthy. I don't, it's a healthy thing. You know, I yeah. mean, would I, would I change it? You know? Yeah, sure. If the timing was right and you know, everything aligned. Yeah. That's when it does. I'll go, I'll go there. I'll move there. You know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it, what is, what, what makes Robin or what gives Robin this permission to create right now? What is it in you that's that's saying, okay, now I want to create. Now I'm going to really show uh, um, show up as this creative expression with everything you talked about, singing, dancing, voiceover. You're a voiceover queen. I mean, you really are <laughs> a voiceover artist and, and really um, you're really em- embodied in the arts. And what is it for you now? that you feel would you'd like that to shine? How would you like it to shine through? Well, uh, that's a good question because I think, you know, the question repeatedly comes up, you know, and uh, my experience is when I, you know, I look at my life obviously different than you look at my life. <laughs> like, you know, you read the bio and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, but, the, but you know, there's that part of me that's always like, why aren't I doing more of that? Or why aren't I doing more of this? And I was talking to somebody the other day who wanted me to pull a tarot card or some kind of card. And this was on the phone. I was like, okay. <laughs> I You know, but they had new cards and they wanted to read it to me. So they're like, okay, ask a question and pull. I'm going to pull the card. And so I asked some question. I don't even really remember, but it was something like, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to be doing creative type things? And when the car came back, it was like, it wasn't talking about that. It wasn't really answering that question. And they were like, is this, is this resonating? And I was like, no, not really. And they're like, well, maybe you didn't ask the right question. Is the question you asked really important to you? And then I was mad. Like I, I mean, I wasn't mad at them, but like I, I stayed in my mind. I was like, maybe the question's not important. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe I don't. And I was like, what is this really about? What is really happening for me? Mm-hmm. And so I think that question is really important to me right now because I think, you know, we all go through phases of it with different answers, and I feel like right now. Um, That it's really, it's really my time to practice what I teach, you know, and to really figure out what's important to me mm-hmm. and to really focus there, you know, and to not, because yes, I can do a lot of things and I can do a lot of things well, but can I do one thing really well enough that I think I've done it the way it should be done? Okay. And yet you're a butterfly. You're a creative butterfly. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Well, I don't think it means I have to stop, but I do think it oh. means I have to get serious. Like I just, I don't know if this happens to you, Laura, but do you ever notice? <laughs> I'm going to assume, or, or I can ask you is in your creative life is singing your priority. No. 
what's your priority? My priority is, is managing my energy. That's actually turned into be quite a, quite a big priority for me. Energy management in all areas of my life and in all ways. That, that I've really tuned into that as like, if I'm good there, then I'm, then I can be from like giving from the overflow rather than the empty cup. And creatively, my priority, I suppose, is I'm really enjoying creating my business and turning that into, into a creative project. So I'm so seeing it as a create, a creative project rather than as a chore. Yeah. And this, I love doing this, you know, and, and conversation and, and being with other women like you, Robin, and meeting and listening and hearing and talking. And I think this is, I love this. This inspires yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you picked one of those, let's say you pick, you know, managing your energy, do you ever find that like, that's what you give the least attention to? Managing my energy. Well, I do. It's, it's a conscious thing. So I'm trying to be more aware of it. I notice you doing that a lot lately. Do you? Yeah, especially, I do. especially in the kitchen. <laughs> no, but I know. Oh, I, know. I notice it in. No, in some I am. Of, yeah. Our discussions. I, but I think, I mean, so for me, I think sometimes my priority, I give the, it falls to the lowest rung. Okay. And then, and then I'm like, wait, what happened? I had time to do this, 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 and this, but I didn't do anything around here. Okay. Which is really what you're saying, managing your energy. Yes. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's, you know, that's my, that's my, that would be my goal for now, my priority. Because I love it when I work with clients, because then, then I'm motivated to do what I'm saying. Yes, because how can we be a mentor or a coach for anybody and not practice what we're teaching and, and speaking and sharing? And I see for you, Robin, now that your life is, it's like you have this space and where there's space and there's a vacuum, it's easy to, to fill that up with things that we don't want to do because things will creep in that if we're not, if we're not aware, we say yes to those things. Me, speaking for me, I can say yes. Oh, yes, I've got an hour here. I'll do that for you. I'll do that for you. Oh, I'll do that. And then a week later, it's like, oh, my gosh, where's my week gone? It's not gone on what I prioritized. Right. It's gone on what other people have prioritized. Yeah. It's and interesting. I'm one of those people that will forever have a to-do list. You will never find me oh. not to do. Oh, I've got like, I've got, this is my to-do pad. And then I've got online, I've got a to-do calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so what is your superpower, Robin? What is your, what do you claim as your superpower? It's funny because every time you say that, I think of something different. And I, I think my superpower. <laughs> I think my superpower is. I think my superpower is breathing. Mm. Which is not the ones I was going to say, but I think it's breathing because when I breathe, I remember. Okay. And when I remember who and whose I am, I can, I can get to anywhere I need to go, you know, but it's really being able to stop and take that breath. And I think as I take that breath, you know, I think it goes into some other superpowers. Like, I think, you know, I think I become I, like, I think I become a neutral space. I think I, it allows intuition to pop up. It allows, it allows me to feel into what's yeah. happening you know, and, and really be able to, you know, live from the heart as my GPS, not my head. And with so much going on with, you know, traveling and your commitments with your community and Reverend Gill's community, you have a lot, don't you? You do a lot. I do a lot. 
you're a doer. You, you get things done and you put your fullness into it. I do. And so can you share with anybody that's watching now or at any moment, you know, how, how that, how you have found a way to, to actually say no to people or are you still working on that or how you navigate that when it gets too much? Yes. Yes, I think I'm, I, yes, I do it easier. Yes, I'm still working on it. And yes, I think that <clears throat> um, you know, like we said at the beginning, kind of it's all a journey to more self-love and more self-understanding. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 this song keeps coming up for me during this talk um, that goes, I love myself so much that I could love you so much that you could love you so much that you could start loving me. Oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's true. I mean, so it's like when I breathe and when I stop and when I, um, I can really assess, you know, like, is this mine to do? You know, do I, you know, and there's all different levels of, is it mine? Yes. Is it mine to do? Do I, what, you know, do I love it? Is it, is it for, what, what, does it help me at all? Not that it has to, but just being aware of why, of my why, you know, I can certainly do something to help somebody else entirely, but just being aware of where I'm coming from. I think that that is, that then gives me the, um, the power to, to, to say that. And I think, I think saying no, you know, like you hear all those snappy sayings that I always think I'm going to remember, like no is a full sentence and, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but, but I, you know, I think it's really okay. I mean, I think, I don't know, for me as a person that didn't say no a lot, some of it was I had to get with the fact that it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay. You know, that it's not, if somebody doesn't like me because I said no, that they weren't going to like me anyway, you know? You know, so it's really, when I take that moment to just go within and then assess you know, why I'm doing it or why I'm saying yes, because it also allows me to be able to say to somebody, you know, I can't do this now because I don't have time in my schedule or, yes. you know, with some kind of understanding, not just a, I have to say no, because I've got too much on my plate, you know, and I haven't even really been with it. So I, you know, I, that's how I, I think that, I think I, I answered it and, and learning also that I can take time and say, can I think about that? Yes. You know, I mean, there's some part of learning that you really are in control mm -hmm. that you get to, there's no rules in this game and you have to know all of them, you know? Yes. So it's like, when you learn, like you can say, you know, can I think about it? Can I let you know? Is there anyone else that can help you? Blah, 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 you know? That, it, that it's okay, that it's okay. And and that's so true. It is a learning because we we grow up with an idea of who we are and a, and a dialogue that feels safe. And then when we, or when I suddenly realize, actually that dialogue isn't suiting me in my life anymore and it's okay to change it. And that feels uncomfortable because I might be, you know, pissing the other person off, but I'm not. All I'm doing is landing more things on my plate, which ultimately is not giving me the enough time for myself and feeling run down and burnt out with it all. So yeah, it's I, not healthy. And it's, it's not, not healthy. healthy. So what's your, um, I'm really interested, uh, just before we kind of wind up here, what is your number one spiritual practice, Robin, for you? Um, I think it's prayer mm. and I think it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not so much the prayers I say as much as 
all of all of what I think and what I do and really being aware of my my thoughts and my speak and my you know and what's going on because it's like I remember a long time ago when there used to be like Jerry Springer show on TV yeah. and all, all those shows and I would go to my friend's bar every night and we'd sit and we'd watch it and get all into it and there was one night where I was like I can't do this anymore I can't for me not anything against anybody else I couldn't sit there and witness it and hold that space and support that drama and be and be spiritual peace love woman right you know, I had to say this is I can't do it and you know I think you know, like, I mean, sometimes I notice, you know, thoughts that go across my brain that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not, you know, not that it's horrible, but it's just an awareness. It's just mm -hmm. an awareness of, of what, of what I'm thinking in, at all times. Again, like we said in the beginning, this is not easy job. No. This is not an easy job. This is a 24-7, you know, because thoughts are thoughts are our prayers. So I think that that is probably that's probably it. And I think that's really powerful what you've said because prayer is vital. For me, prayer is vital. And how you're framing it is well, to be really aware of the moment-by-moment moment thoughts and feelings, which are our prayers, our two prayers, then we get to be responsible for ourselves and grow up. <laughs> and kind of like, yeah, it's a, it, this is it. This is it now. That I'm, my life is my in my mind. My life is in my heart, and it's it's my creation. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, Robin Rice Olmsted, I honor you, and you are a woman of power. You were in the Woman of Power video. I know. Like, at the beginning there, that's so cool, and I just really am excited that you're here on this program today. I'm excited that you have this program. Oh, it's brilliant. And I'm just, anything you'd like to share with anybody that's watching to that might be feeling, oh, how do I be this creative, beautiful butterfly and, and, and weave that into my, my daily life, which feels so structured? What would you say? You know, it, you know, it's like the saying, you can't unring a bell. If you have heard the call, yeah. it's not going to leave you alone. Oh, I love that one. You're, you are here to do something great, grand, and glorious. We're all here for such a divine, divine purpose. And I, I just think it, it's like, don't fight it. <laughs> don't fight it. Just make a baby step, even explore it in a baby way. Even if you just do, you know, if you want to be a painter, you know, go take a painting class or go paint in the garden or do whatever feels like a next step. You don't even have to let anyone know, but I, I just think, don't try to hide it. You, you know, you can't hide your light, you know? So yeah. you, there's, and there's plenty of people, you know, myself included, Laura included, who are great inspirational coaches and helpers and, you know, anyone who wants to contact me. I'm, to putting, I'm just, oh, thank you. I'm, pu I'm putting this up here now. Blissipin Journey. Here we go. This has to come up here. This is Robin, Robin's website and her contact details. I'm going to put them up in the chat here as well. Do connect with Robin. If you're getting married, if you've, if you've just got married, <laughs> definitely connect with Robin. <laughs> if you are seeking to fulfill a, a dream, a vision, a heart calling, here is Robin. What a beautiful website. It's just Thank so you. lovely and clear and clean. There we are. Spiritual co counseling and coaching, coaching, because there yeah. is. And if you, and if you don't know, if you're unsure or unclear, 
come, let's figure out, let's find your purpose together. Let's do the vision. Let's, you know, there's, I, there's not, there's so many of us here, you know, that are here to help. And there's no reason that anyone shouldn't fulfill their purpose. That's how I feel. There's no reason that anyone shouldn't fulfill their purpose. So it's us standing and getting out of our own way. And, yep. uh, and Robin is here. Go to her website, Blissipline Journey. I love that. Blissipline. Blissipline. It's so cool. Blissipline Journey. And uh, here's the, here is the, um, I did create the banner, Blissipline Journey. And then you can connect with Robin for counseling, practitioner work, anything that you feel you would like guidance with or support with or to expand your life and your vision, then Robin Rice Olmsted is definitely here to support you and help you on that mission. And I'll tell you, Laura, that Blissipline journey goes back to Reverend uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith because he talks about Blissipline journey. And it's exactly what we were saying, you know, that journey, the journey is not easy. And in order to reach that bliss, there's so much discipline involved, you know, there's Very so much learning and, and all of that. So make your life that discipline journey. And I really, really think this is important just as we complete here that that word and that intention as the, and the principle of discipline, that it yeah. takes discipline every day to stay in the groove and to do the work and do the practice and to believe in our values and go for it. And it doesn't by any means mean that we're perfect. No. We're that, perfect. Let us be very clear. We are so perfectly imperfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a constant journey, but it's like, you know, riding a horse. You get off, you fall off, you get back on. Yeah. You know, so. And thank goodness we have people like each other to do it oh. with. Definitely. And I know that you're going to have an amazing Thanksgiving with your family. And, um, and thank you for being here because I know that you're spending precious time with your family right now. So I'm really grateful that you took the time to be here, Robin. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you to everyone that's been watching. And we'll be back next time with the Women of Power Hour. Thank you, Robin Rice Olmsted. So much love. <laughs> Bye.